Welcome to the Western Sports Football Club podcast. There's only the one game to talk about from the weekend, but it was a biggie and it might not have gone quite our way. We still have two cup finals to look forward to this season on the 5th and the 9th of May, so look out for details of those coming soon. It's Tuesday the 9th of April and with me tonight is Josh Payne. So Josh, it's the big game of the weekend for the DPL. It was Western Sports v Hamrek. They're top, we're a couple of points behind. It's a lot of uh, lot at stake really. Uh, I guess it's a nice day for football. It seemed a nice day for football, but it's a bit windy. Yeah, it's always windy down there. But um, <laughs> Hamrack versus Westlands over the last sort of four or five years, it's always been quite a big one. And we, I think we've had the better of them on most of them fairly recently. Um, we lost to them away this year and they convincingly beat us 3-0, but then we beat them in the Cup 1-0 with a good performance. But... This one was uh, this one was the big one. I think, like you say, we've had the, the better of them slightly in the last couple of seasons over games, but they they still win the league every year, and we don't quite manage it. So I guess they're more consistent. But Definitely. I guess the other thing for us was it was nice for probably a bit of a change for us to look to the sideline and see a really big crowd there cheering us on. Yeah, it was nuts. <laughs> to be fair, um, stepping foot on the pitch at the start, it's, it's always the same people by the sides, and you. It was 10 minutes in when you looked around you and you just sort of thought, Jesus, there's loads of people. Yeah, the whole Wincanton side was at the, on the far, far side of the pitch, which was good because their game got called off. Uh, quite a lot of, of the local lads came down to support and Hamrek bought a fair lot as well, a fair few as well. So fair play to them. It's done the club some good, definitely. We probably cobbled enough money together to pay for the match officials this week, so that's a nice, <laughs> nice thing. Um, and so, you know, it was a game started and we started pretty well didn't we we were up and at them yeah I'd, I'd, I'd say first sort of 10 minutes we were probably on top but they were they would have had the better chances we were breaking them down they weren't creating a huge amount but then the chances that were created fell to them and uh, it was sort of nothing 10-15 minutes yeah I mean it was clear that they'd come here to I mean obviously you know a win was pretty essential for us but it was clear that they'd come here to win the game as well they hadn't come here to just make sure they didn't yeah. lose had they yeah and one thing you've got to realise you're playing a good, good side like Hamrek it's always going to be a battle and um, I think everyone, everyone that was spectating the game expected it to be a battle and expected it to be a close game which it did turn out to be in the end so and I guess it felt like I mean it felt like a good game to, to play and I guess it was a good game to watch although like like you say, there was you know people had possession at times, and we dominated a bit, and they dominated a bit, and crosses were going in, and there was a lot of action in and around the penalty areas, but there wasn't really any clear chances, was there, in the first half? It was strange. It's almost if you if you, if you had the option to have Sky Sports stats on the game, I, I, th- I think ninety percent of it would have been in the middle of the park. But um, yeah, it, it, I'm sure they'd say the same, and their guys would say the same. There were spells where we were on top, spells where they were on top, but ninety percent of the game was played in the middle of the park, which is strange. And then I guess the um, sort of the, well, the first big chance came of the, of the game, which was uh, I think an Ant Heron free kick into the box, and maybe Scotty Smith headed it down. It falls to Murph, who gets a shot away. But yeah, um, <laughs> Ant, Ant puts a ball in. Scott, to be fair, we, we talked about it before the game. We should be winning a lot of set pieces and uh, attacking headers against them, which I, I don't think we did very well against them, if I'm honest. But Scott got on the end of one. Um, it fell to Ant in the um, Murph in the box, who took a good touch on his chest, and then uh, he hooked it with his right foot and hit the bar. And I thought it was probably harder to hit the bar than 
to score, but to be fair to him, his touch was brilliant, and to get on the end of it was good. So, just, 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 yeah, just to have the chance is is a, is a bonus. Okay. No, I would have missed it. <laughs> <laughs> and then about half an hour in, um, more good work from Merce Really, uh, the keeper dwells on the ball a little bit, and he he shuts him down and wins the ball off him. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> Murph started really well. So fr- from the get-go, a ball got put down the line. This is early doors, and uh, Murph ran onto it and won won a free kick, um, where the keeper came out and clattered him. And from there, Murph didn't really let let the back line uh, rest. And the one the the one I think you're talking about was a uh, well, keeper went keeper went to clear it. Murph shut the keeper down. Uh, hit Murph's leg it w- looked like it was going out for a corner or a throw in and um, Barrett's kept it in he's crossed it and slipped at the same time <laughs> and it's fallen perfectly to Henry who sort of swung a leg at it to be fair to him um, he's got took a big deflection and it's gone in but it doesn't matter how it goes in because we were 1-0 up and for the first time I think ever in my life I've heard a crowd of people <laughs> roar which was weird <laughs> I was just like oh my god it's a strange sensation at Alvington but it made you feel slightly good didn't it yeah you usually can't sort of hear that sort of stuff through the wind but yeah it was really really good having that amount of people watching and to go 1-0 up we looked comfortable I think at that point we probably just about deserved it I think and like you say we we were comfortable we didn't look like conceding so you, you felt confident going forward from this point yeah as, as you said it was it was very the game was just a mixture of spells so at this very moment in time we were on top but 10 minutes down the line as you'll probably hear Hamrek did quite well and (laughs) okay so then probably the the game changing moment let's be honest about it Um, well you know Cross comes in Sammy comes out to to claim it like he normally does claims the ball uh, the centre forward just just jumps um, and Sammy lands really badly and sort of goes down sort of howling in pain and you know when you hear that that it's a bad one because that's not Sammy Watts at all is it? No he's he's a young lad but he's very very strong and uh, I've I've never heard him scream like that so as soon as I heard him screaming I was trying to get I think we were all trying to get someone on as quick as possible but uh, fair play to the Hamrek players and the management and even the player that challenged with him it was a fair challenge he just jumped for the ball it's just the way Sam landed and uh, Having spoken to him, we're lucky it's not anything anything worse. I think he he said his kneecap popped out and then popped back into place, which is horrible to hear. <laughs> yeah. Imagine on definitely Imagine on worst f- to happen to you. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, sure. I've I've never never been lucky enough to experience that. But fair play to Swats. I'm sure he'll be back, but maybe not this season. We'll see. Okay, so come off the hour, come off the Murphs. Um, <laughs> you know, while most of us were busy looking around at our shoes, desperately trying not to go in goal, Murphs, either under instruction or volunteering or however it was, stepped up and, and put on the gloves, which, you know, is a, takes a bit of commitment, let's say. Yeah, it, it's, I sort of looked around at our side and I thought, we don't really have anyone that can go in goal. And I looked at the people that sort of go in goal for fun at training. There's people like Plumlee and, and it's Murph. And Murph, Murph's actually very good in goal, to be fair to him. And he's, he's a cricketer, so catching, reactions. And at the end of the day, it, take, it, takes, it takes a person to step up and go in goal, especially when he's been playing as well as he was outfield. And he, and he started well. Start, I mean, he, he didn't... He looked like a goalkeeper when he stood in goal, didn't he? You know, sometimes you see a player in goal and they just look wrong, but he looked right. And the first cross that came in, he came out, 
you know, 10 yards out, sort of flat punched, whatever you want to call it, but got it a good distance away. So you're sort of feeling, yeah, this, this could be all right, couldn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he came out and uh, punched a couple away, got his fingers, fingers on a couple that were getting f- flown across the box. Uh, and what, one thing I realised is when Murph went in goal, he picked the ball up in his hands and he could kick it further than Sam. <laughs> it, it, it was going miles. I mean, I mean, it's, with Murph going in goal, it's a bit of a. I mean, obviously, it's a huge blow. Yes. Swatsy going off injured, but then Murph, who, you know, just hit the bar, sort of his work rate had, had sort of created the, the chance of the first goal. Losing him from the pitch was also a big blow as well, wasn't it? Yeah, this, I, I, I think in the first half, especially from losing Sam and Murph going in goal when he was. He, he, he was our outlet at the end of the day. He was running, he was just running channels and uh, putting pressure on the back four so they couldn't play out. And when Murph went in goal, that somewhat stopped. And I'd say this is where Hamrek especially started to get get foothold in the game and started to grind it out and get on top. Yeah. So just when you thought it was going to get a half time and we'd be one 0 up and we'd get the opportunity just to like you know regroup and maybe set our tactics slightly differently because of because of the changes we had to make. Um, didn't quite turn out that way and a long ball over the top and the centre forwards threw on goal <laughs> it's a strange one I, I, I can't really remember remember the goal I remember the long ball and I remember it get bouncing just behind Scott Smith's head and Scott, Scott's turning and fair, fair play to Scott he's, he's an older guy and he was treading a bit of water but he did, he did keep, keep up with a bloke who was especially was very very quick yeah. put him under pressure Murph came out and Murph did what any keeper would do he went to the ground Stood up as long as possible, yeah. and he's got a touch on it, and it's gone in the corner. Yeah. So I think he scuffed his shot a little bit, and probably sort of went slightly through Merce's hands. I thought for one point he was going to save it, but it didn't quite happen. But he did get a hand to it, nearly kept it out, and you know we're going into the game half time one all, which is a different proposition than if you won the lap, I suppose. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't have saved it. <laughs> no, that's a, that's a great point. Not many, many have, not many of us would have saved it. I mean, I wouldn't have been in the right position going in the right way, so I'm <laughs> certainly no position to criticise. But, um, um, so then, second half, again, it's you know full of energy from both sides. Both teams are you know, putting, working hard, putting in lots of effort, but chances are few and far between, aren't they, really? It's, <laughs> if, if any, really. Try and remember one, really. It's a weird second half, because I'm not... <laughs> Not a lot was created. It, it, it was, as I said at the start, a lot of it was just balls played up to centre forwards or balls in the middle of the park, and it was just a battle, a bit of a fight and a scrap. But it, it was still an entertaining game to watch because there was some quality in the football being played. It was just nothing, no, no real chances. And as the game sort of progressed, the wind was picking up as well more, and it was getting a little bit. I guess there was a few more bubbles coming along the pitch and getting a bit more long ball, and it sort of looked like. Although you knew maybe someone would get an opportunity, you felt it might just we still might just get that opportunity, or even they might, but no one had no one had created that chance yet. So you thought it might come, it might just come. Yeah. It's getting a bit more long ball, and people maybe just settling for the draw, possibly. Yeah, we, subconsciously uh, uh, maybe. Yeah, it, it felt like one of those games when you were playing, you were hitting it into the wind, where it felt like nothing was going to come, yeah. but. We didn't want to. We, we knew we had to try and win. We sort of, so we were still going for it. Yeah, and we sort of edged into a game though, to a point where it's there's more at stake by losing. You know, it's better yeah. to, to not lose. Isn't it, it? it came the second half. Was the, I would say definitely in the second half we were on top, and it looked like we were on top. But Hamrek, they never went away. No. <laughs> they, they never went away. To be fair to them, and uh, 
yeah, they they just worked hard, battled, and they had the best chance of the half, I think. Okay, and then we get into the last minute, and of course, disaster does strike. Yeah, <laughs> you can't justice one up. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> A long ball's just got pumped into the box, isn't it? Uh, a cross has been put into the box. and uh, It's probably one of the easiest ones Murph's had to deal with, if we're honest about it. Yeah. Some of the other yeah. stuff he dealt with incredibly well. Yeah, Murph dealt with, every- dealt with everything he had to really well, to be fair to him. But it's just one of those where he, come- he comes out to claim it and he's caught it slash dropped it at his own feet. And to be fair to their centre-forward, he's gambled. he's gambled on him dropping it. And as soon as it's hit the deck, he's poked it in. So... Fair, fair play to their, I don't know, centre forward, whatever player it was. It was a good finish, but um, you, you'd have you'd have thought if if that was Swatson goal, it would have just et it up and then maybe left the centre forward on the ground injured or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I sort of, you know, that was the end of the game. We lose two one, and obviously it's fairly uh, disappointing. And I think you've got to, you know, you've got to look at the game and sort of go, well, we didn't really. We didn't deserve to lose the game. I'm not saying we deserve to win, but I don't think we certainly didn't deserve to lose, do we? No, I, I think Hamrek and their players and their supporters and their management. I think they realised we were quite hard done by with losing Swats, and he's, he's a big player for us, especially not having a keeper. But what I would say is, fair play to Murph. It takes someone to step up and do do the job that he did. I mean, I wouldn't want to do it because we'd have probably lost about six one. I'm not even sure there were six chances in the game, so. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, a huge shout out to Mercer doing that because, it, you know, it takes, well, it takes some, someone with a bit of something about them to, to step up and some character to do that because there's a lot of us out there, himself included, looking at our shoes going, please, I hope it's not me, you know, and to put yourself on the line like that in an unfamiliar position and do something for the team is a, you know, top, top, not top rate. So well done to Merce. Um I mean, I was posed the question in the pub afterwards by a, by a spectator. Sort of, he said, uh, "You had five on the bench. Reserves didn't have a game. Why didn't you have a keeper on the bench?" And it's like hindsight's amazing because not not at so, any point before the game when I saw the team sheet, or even when Swartz was down injured, I didn't even cross my mind. No, I I tend not to think about that as just simply because as well, Sam Watts, if he gets injured, he tends to just play through it. He, a lot of niggly things. Even he, even this injury, he got up and tried to play again, which is mad when you think his knees, kneecaps popped out and popped back into place and he got up and tried to play again but um, no I, I don't think I don't think any team or any team at our level really puts two keepers on the bench if I'm honest no no I agree anyway so uh, results on the weekend then Corf Castle 1 Stone Newton 0 Dorch Sports 3 Cobham 6 Gillingham 4 Wareham 2 Holt 5 Blanford 3 Shaftesbury 1 Parley 2 and Sherbourne 6 Portland 0 Sherbourne uh, following up their superb win against Cobham last week with a sticking 6 past Portland uh, Cobham not taking their defeat to Sherbourne too badly by going away to Dorchester and smashing in 6 again going back to what they normally do and they just score goals don't they? <laughs> they do score goals <laughs> I think it was um, 3 of the top 5 or 2 of the top 5 strikers in the league play for Cobham so They've scored an awful amount of goals and six at Dorchester is no mean feat. Absolutely, and so that puts Hamrek top of the table by three points from Cobham and we're a further five points behind Cobham. We do have a game in hand on Hamrek and we do have two games in hand on Cobham so there's an opportunity for second but is that a chance? I mean, it's going to take Hamrek to lose two games from their last five. It's a bit unlikely they're going to do that. Is that right? I'd say so. Uh, I can't see 
I can't. I know. I know. Cobham slipped up uh, a couple of weeks ago against uh, Sherborne, but Hamrex slipping up again, again against the teams they've got to play. I can't really see it. Um, you've just got to play every game. That's what they've got to do, and what's what we've got to do. We've got to win every game. It's, it's no different to when we. Lost I mean, last that. last season we played, and we never had a chance to win the league until the last day of the season. So you never know I guess we've just got to think of ourselves that that's what could happen I mean second place is certainly up for grabs and we'd be very annoyed if we didn't put the effort in and then the last day of the season we could have done it but we, because we hadn't done it in the last couple of games we, we weren't there you know that would be throwing it away probably OK the reserves didn't have a game at the weekend uh, but other results in the senior league were Cranbourne 3 Corfman 2 Mere 4 Bemster 1 Poolborough 2 Tisbury 2 which is a good result for the reserves so the reserves are top of the table. They are three points ahead of Mir. They have played a game less than Mir. Uh, Tisbury are 11 points behind the reserves, but Tisbury have played two games less than the reserves. So I make it they could go five points behind the reserves um, when they, if they catch up the games, which equally by my maths, I think, <laughs> means the reserves need eight points in their last four games to win the league. Yeah. and so we'll see how they get on and, and let's hope they do that because it'll be a, a great season to see some silverware on the table speaking of which the under 18s only have one game left and that is a cup final they are playing uh, Northern Division winners Whirl uh, that'll be at Bridgewater Town Football Club on Sunday the 5th of May and that is a 2pm kickoff. so we'd love to see you out there uh, right just a few things from the weekend then Josh Wolves Watford Cup semi-final that was a decent game, wasn't it? Oh, it was a good game. That was a, it was FA Cup, wasn't it? Sorry. Yeah, that's a proper FA Cup game. Um, and some of the goals scored were unbelievable. Yeah, the one I really wanted to mention was Delefeu's first, really. I mean, I don't even know what he did, <laughs> where his leg went after he kicked the ball. It was just uh, just yeah. fabulous to watch. He was electric the moment he came on, wasn't he? But um, yeah, He looked like a man who was pissed off he hadn't been started. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. His finish, though... Uh, it's a touch from the edge of the box and he sort of drove he didn't drive into the box sort of walked into the box put his foot on the ball did some weird stuff <laughs> and then somehow managed to chip it up over and round the keeper weird and it went in the top corner so but fabulous. with some pace with some pace <laughs> but fabulous finish yeah, really good. and I mean Troy Deeney showing a few kahunas to step up with that penalty in the last minute as well yeah that's how you want to take a penalty I'm sorry but everyone <laughs> Everyone should take penalties like that. If, if it had done a little Penenka down the middle, it would have been class. But that's how you take a penalty. Head over it, smash it as hard as you can. Keeper had no chance. No, had no chance. He was close to it, but he just couldn't react couldn't in, time, time, in time. time yeah. no. He'd have broken his arm. So from the sublime to the ridic- ridiculous at the weekend, then I guess we've seen PSG, Chopa Moteng. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this goes down as... I mean, we've had some bad misses. Everyone still talks about Ronnie Rosenthal, but... Well, that's the worst miss ever. But this has got to beat Ronnie Rosenthal, hasn't it? This is the worst miss ever. It, <laughs> must, it has to be. Yeah. I don't but, even know how he misses it. I just don't like... It's it's not, uh, it, it makes me think he was defending it. Maybe he thought he was at the wrong end of the pitch. I don't know what he was doing. It was a great clearance then. It was, yeah. yeah. He, he stopped it on the line. He stopped the ball on the line and just sort of stood there while the defenders cleared it. Weird. Weird, weird, weird. It was harder to miss and score. Simple yes, as that. Completely agree. If you haven't seen that, then I should look that up somewhere on the internet. I'm sure it's available. He used to play for Stoke. <laughs> he, used, he used to play for Stoke. He signed, signed for PSG, which we all thought was weird, and mm. he's done very well to prove that he used to play for Stoke. So I've got, <laughs> so I've got a little quiz question for you, Josh. 
Manchester City obviously marched into the cup final uh, at the weekend fairly I mean it was scored really early terrible game after that a bit boring um, they're obviously still in the Champions League they've won the League Cup mm-hmm. but they have been eliminated from one cup competition this season who's the only team to eliminate them from a cup this season any ideas this is going to be like the pre-season no an official competition this is when you need someone like Ant Heron and not me yeah well think think of uh, Ant Heron's partner in crime oh Sunderland 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 from the Carnies <laughs> think of Carney. yeah, absolutely <laughs> Sunderland are the only team to knock Manchester City out of the cup it was the checker trade and it was officially well it was Manchester City under 21s because that's how the competition works but and on the oh, on the resistance it is Manchester City and they were knocked out by Sunderland the only team to beat them in a cup competition so far this season thank god you gave me that hint otherwise <laughs> unfortunately we'd have been here all evening <laughs> okay right so on the uh, on the City thing then um, who's going to win the, who's going to win the league Josh I keep asking this and people still keep saying the Premier thing league. Yeah. who's going to win the Premier League uh, being a Chelsea fan I can't I can't see I can't I don't want to see Liverpool win but but what do you think? They're going good, yeah. and and I've looked at the run-ins, and I do think City have got a harder run than Liverpool. Yeah. Okay, well I've been I've been saying Liverpool for a few weeks now, but I mean, but it's I still been a bit think, I still think City will win. I, feel, right, I, okay. I, I don't think I think both teams will still drop points, but I still think yeah. City will win. Right. Okay. So I'm going to put you to the test now. Right. So the next games they both have are on the 14th of April. Liverpool are playing Chelsea at home. Yeah. Are they are they going to win that or draw it or lose it? Chelsea at Anfield. Chelsea at Anfield. We're doing alright at the moment, Chelsea. That's the thing. That'll be a draw, that. That'll be where Liverpool drop some points. Yeah, one or something. On the same day, City are away at Palace. Yeah, that'll be a drubbing. So, City will win that. Uh, Then, six days later, Liverpool play first. And they play Spurs at Anfield. Liverpool beat Spurs. Liverpool beat Spurs. Then, City go to Cardiff the day after. Yeah. Three points to City. Yeah. And then the big one midweek City go see, to Old Trafford see this is the one this is the one United on their day it's like any of the top sort of five sides if you play if you play an informed Arsenal they're unbelievable if you play an informed Chelsea they're really really good if United turn up which I hope they do which is weird coming from a Chelsea <laughs> fan I just want it to be interesting yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think I think United will win do I really do yeah okay so then a couple of days later Liverpool on a Friday night Liverpool got Huddersfield Anfield that, that could be double figures yeah okay that could be we're all happy on that one a couple of days later on a Monday night City go way to Burnley so that's difficult it's difficult but City will win City will win then City play next they go they are sorry they face Leicester at the Etihad <sighs> yeah I'd say City win again if I'm honest City that'll be a difficult one but City win it yeah. at the Etihad yeah okay it's at home isn't it so yeah day after Liverpool travel to St James's to play Newcastle that'll be an easy one I think personally another one it's this one okay and then we're on to last day of the season that's the one Liverpool face Wolves but it is at Anfield mm. it doesn't matter <laughs> have you seen Wolves' record against yeah, the top absolutely. five sides yeah. so what's going to happen they beat then? Chelsea twice they've taken points off um, City they've taken four off United they've four taken a point off City yeah I <laughs> See, I reckon that'll be a draw. I, they see, do, I, I think they'll draw, draw with Liverpool. Okay, and, and then, and then City, City, City will beat Brighton. City will beat Brighton. Yeah. So what you're saying at the end of the season is that City will end on 95 points and Liverpool will end on 93. Yeah. 
Well, so you're backing up what you said, but I'm still, I, I don't know, I just still It's weird, it's, 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 it's such a mixed match of games, because one team's either playing a good side, and the other's playing a, what you'd class as a not as good side, and then vice versa in the week after, so <laughs> swings and roundabouts. Liverpool, I think Liverpool, it's just they're grounding out results, and well, their next three league games are all at home, I know Chelsea and Spurs are two of them, but Spurs are in the middle of a... Man City yeah. crushing the Champions League then they've got Huddersfield which is a given but you know Newcastle away could be tough but Newcastle will be safe by then I think so they'll have nothing to play for and, and Wolves yeah. might be in the same uh, boat uh, that's really. what I mean you've got I said Liverpool had the easier games I know they've got to play Chelsea, Spurs and Wolves at the end of the season you've got a Chelsea side that isn't playing like a Chelsea side of past you've got a Spurs side which are struggling as such and the only thing is you've got a Wolves side which are somewhat in form but are they going to be, be playing like that after they've just been knocked out of the FA Cup? I know it's in a lot of weeks to come. But then you've got City who just grind out results. They just grind out results. And a derby, so, so a derby with... Yeah, they both grind out results. But I just think... I, I can't see Liverpool winning. I can't see Liverpool winning the league. I don't know whether it's I can't see them or I don't want them to. <laughs> <laughs> OK, fair enough. And so... Follow-up question then. We're not going into quite so much scientific detail on this one. Who's going to get the two Champions League spots? It's bloody close, isn't it? Yeah. I think um, I think there's, what, three points between it or something yeah, like that? it's very close. I know who I mean, I know who I think. Uh, I'm going to chuck out... I can't out. see Spurs doing it. Can't you? OK, I was going to chuck out Spurs and Arsenal, I think. No, I think I think, I think it would be Chelsea United. Well, yeah. the complete opposite of what I think. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm making note of that. Arsenal are a strange side, aren't they? <laughs> it depends how they play, because if they play really well, they're like one of the best sides in the league. But it's what Arsenal turns up. And if you can get Chelsea playing the way we've been playing the last three games, we've got a good chance. And Hazard playing well. <laughs> yeah, but he scored a decent goal last night, didn't he? So. Very good. Yeah. Okay, just to finish off then, uh, would you rather be trapped in a lift? With, which is full of men with BO or with four wet dogs? Dogs, 100%. Oh, really? Oh, God. <laughs> Definitely. Men with BO. Yeah. No chance. Dogs, smelly dogs? Yeah, 100% dogs. Okay. We're going to disagree on that as well. <laughs> there we go. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs> Join us next week when we will have multiple matches to discuss um, due to a midweek game this week. We're available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and all good podcast providers. Please subscribe and give us a nice rating. Uh, we'd love for you to get in touch. Use the WFC pod hashtag on Twitter or contact us via our social media outlets or even send us a voice memo if you'd like to hear yourself on our podcast. Just a reminder if, that if you're listening to this in time, we play away at Bridport on the 10th of April. That's Wednesday night. And that's a 7.45 kickoff, which is a great venue to go and watch a game under lights. And we're also away at Wareham on Saturday the 13th. That's one at three o'clock. The reserves continue their quest for a title on Saturday, welcoming Broadstone to Alvington, so please come and support them if you can. I'd like to thank Josh for his time this evening, and of course to say the best of luck to our teams in their games tomorrow and at the weekend. Thank you very much for listening.